Warning, each Thule Squadron host is sold separately. We would be honored if you would join us. Good job, Bob. And this is Jan and some more stuff. Yeah. Um, and you are it. And I am it. Yeah. So. Professional podcasters. Perfect. Perfect, yeah. perfect. So for some reason, we're a lot lighter this uh, episode. Why is that? You mean because Gisli's not here? I mean, we, because you had the world champ uh, last episode. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's a it's a tough act to follow, to be honest. Yeah, and and the other guys can't be bothered to show up you know, if it's just us two. Yeah, well, I mean, but uh, yeah. So so have you been playing? No. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but uh, about a time, this geese is a little under the weather, and Stefan is actually playing X Wing now being streamed at the moment oh. um, uh, 2.5 even or uh no it's a nah. 2.0 uh, team tournament thingy me stefan and gisli are in okay so he is uh, officially in competition with this stream yeah so he hasn't played at all so i, I fully expect him to crash and burn like okay. i will tomorrow uh, but, uh, oh, you're playing. You're playing tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't think I'm streamed though. Nobody has talked to me about it though. But it's kind of nice getting back into things. And like you were alluding to, uh, me and Keisley played uh, a game in person uh, last Tuesday. Oh. No, Tuesday before that. Uh, so what are you playing? That's kind of awesome. Um, so I, uh, without, uh, I ripped up Timo's list, um, <laughs> of course, because so, I couldn't so, be bothered to so, figure so, out what, what so was choose, good. So choose Firespace and Kanan. Yeah. Yeah. Koska, Koska and, uh, and Boba and Kanan. Absolutely bonkers. List. Whole, wholesome list, yeah. Uh, totally wholesome if I'm playing it. All this wholesome. Yeah. Um, because unlike Timo, you're beatable with it, yeah? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, and so Gisli was took on his boy waiter and uh, that Vermeil guy and some TIE fighters to boot. Yeah. So uh, I think there was a world's list as well. Oh, so was, did he play Ollie's list with like Vermeil and Moff Gideon and no, 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 here? No, no. no, not that one. Okay, so yeah, he like played three, a bad, va- bad boy Vader, and oh, he had the boys. Okay, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it can't be all that bad. It's it's stupid. I mean, I keep forgetting that Tie Fighters now have like four hull and some have shield and yeah cannons and free attack dice and yeah. yeah. I was like, what? It's like, no, isn't it just a Tie Fighter? That's a Tie Fighter. What are you doing? Do you remember that? Yeah, do you remember the good old argument that uh, claimed that uh, you know? Oh, but the Empire needs to have Aiden, and he can't be too expensive because if we don't have Aiden and and actually Howl Runner as well, then ties are not viable. Yeah, they'll be out of the meta. Yeah, let's get rid of Aiden, shall we? Or no, uh, please, I had to kill kill those Tie Fighters twice. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And we actually had a really good time. That's Uh, fantastic. So which scenario did you play? Uh, we got that five objectives, zone control thing, assault. Yeah, okay. Um, that's pretty good for Keith's <laughs> list. No, I'm sorry, sure. that's pretty good for your list, actually. Sorry. Yeah, I actually got more points off the objective than he did. Yeah, so did you win? I think. Yeah, that's the kicker. Uh, he was using some app with a hidden timer. Yeah. That, that never went off. Oh. <laughs> so at around, uh, so I was winning like for most of the game. <laughs> and I killed some ships and I was up on, uh, you know, objective points and stuff like that. And he was, he dug in early on Boba and he was trying to finish him up. And, and just, <laughs> and then around like, We've been playing for too long. I yeah. said to him, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, you think? Uh, how how long do you reckon? Uh, let's check the timer." Uh, but he had it hidden, so you couldn't see. You know, like it was a tournament stuff, and it never <laughs> went off. And we calculated; we probably played for like two hours, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't be sure who won, but I'm pretty sure I had him when the timer had dropped. Yeah, so you would have won at time, but uh, unlimited time, Kisley won. Uh, no, unlimited time. Uh, he just managed to squeak off a barbecue. You know, I still had my cannon and Koska relatively untouched. So if you'd played on, I think I would have just finished this list. Yeah, you, or, or gotten to 20. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were pretty close to twenty, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. So, I'm glad. I'm glad to uh, to hear you. Uh, you had fun. Um, I also there were talks about you coming to Denmark next month. Yeah, baby. Oh, that. Um, that is so, going to be fantastic. Yes, I th- I think we can pull it off late May, the last weekend in May, and, you know, make a long weekend of it. That's so cool. Yeah, um, come over, have some drinks, have some board games, have some X-Wing, chill the fuck out, drink some more, eat some more. It'd be awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, because your ass can't be bothered to come to Iceland, so we have to come to you. 
<laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden I get nervous about whether I have, you know, work things there actually that I didn't check. <laughs> Just check it out. I mean, we haven't, haven't bought uh, a flight, so we're still having it. Although if we're going to do it, I think we have to do it that weekend. Everything else is like, no, I have my, no, Eurovision is this weekend and I can't leave my wife during Eurovision. No way. Um, and then there's like a work okay. thing and, uh, yeah. thing and my wife's going to fly. There is, there's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, we'll, let's discuss this off air, but I might have an issue, but, uh, not a, it's not a complete issue, but no. I think I might be in Spain on the Friday. So the weekend might <laughs> oh, have to okay. be less long or something. We'll see. Right. We'll, we'll figure we'll figure something out. I'm sure we will. So it will just be me and Keesley at your house. That is actually something we could figure out. So, okay, cool. But uh, let's get into uh, to the meat of things. So today we're gonna we could have done it last time, but you know I felt like sleeping. So we're going to talk about the AMG announcements um, right. and then maybe a little bit about sort of some post-world's reflections. Yep. Um, so um, I actually didn't see this live despite being, you know, at Adapticon and was like very, oh, I'm going to be a press guy and I brought my GoPro and Actually, probably even had I sent somebody with my GoPro to record it, and I haven't even opened the recording. Sorry, Pink Editor. Um, uh, but it turned out that it was recorded like decently uh, online. Um, so I just listened back to it here before the cast, and just to hear some of the reasonings, because I mean, all the, the sort of concrete what was announced things are sort of pretty well covered, but. Uh, First, they started talking about these new starter packs, and we'll go through them in detail in a minute. But uh, I, th I thought it was interesting to hear some of their arguments, like that they were saying, like, we want to give sort of the full experience of X-Wing, uh, which they didn't really feel that the existing starter packs did. Like an X-Wing versus two TIE Fighter has on an empty field without obstacles has, has very little to do with the actual game. Mm. Uh, and then they, of course, want to make it easy to start as a new player as well, right? Right. Uh, they also did mention that the, the standard loadouts that come in these new starter packs are like, they sort of consider them more to be more like quick builds just to make it easy to get started and, and not right. as like competitively balanced uh, cards uh, or I mean probably more to the tune of uh, for the same points you can build this on your own there's at least no unique upgrades on them or anything all right okay. so and and I think I mean that's at least their argument let's wait and see at what how they're gonna cost them because they can be very dull but if they are very cheap then people are gonna use them right um yeah, yeah yeah so but if they keep them at a point where you would get the same or more if you just um if you just use the custom builds then yeah then that would be it yeah th that, then... I, that is crucial because if 
if you're if you're you know uh, long time players, if they gonna have to go out and buy a starter pack because of a pilot, that is a shit storm in a glass. Yeah, but I mean, on Uh, the other hand, I think it is a problem we'll have to face at some point because, I mean, in order to in order to have a healthy game, MG needs for us. Then MG needs to have a healthy business. If they don't have a healthy business, we don't have an updated game to play. So, but but, but don't make people buy a pack with four four ships. Everybody already has one pilot card. No, well, they have new fancy. They have new paints. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that noticeable, but they've touched them up and made them nice. And I mean, who doesn't need two TIE Fighters, a Bomber, and an Advanced? Sure. I'll probably buy the Rebel pack, but I don't want to have to buy the Imperial pack uh, just to be, you know, (laughs) just to have that option of that guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm a bit of a DU. I need to have everything. Yeah. I, I am. I, I, I am too. But yeah. yeah. Which means that even oh. if I don't have to buy it, I'll probably buy it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Let's see. At, at this point of time, I don't really play Imperials. Uh, you know, kind of. No, 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 that's true. Selecting player, and I don't want to have to buy more TIE Fighters. I already have 10 of them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have enough even for Epic by now. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. They also yeah, but, said, which surprised me, that they were like, yeah. oh, we really want to continue to bring out ships that didn't make the jump from 1.0 to 2.0. And, yeah. I mean, I've said before, that I don't think we'll ever see things like the E-Wing again. But I think we just might. I mean, both with this statement and I saw this thing on YouTube where somebody showed like a still shot from the Ahsoka trailer, which by the way is awesome. Uh, And that looks a lot like an E-Wing in that thing. It's... I actually watched the trailer just on my phone, so I wasn't fully engaged. I was at work, and I haven't watched it like high def and you know stuff like that. So I will look for that. Yeah. Uh, let me put it this way: it is next to a big butt. Yes. Very. very when you nice see visual. the butt, then pause and stare to the right of the butt, and you. <laughs> All right, right of the butt. Or something like that. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into it. So, uh, both these faction packs, starter packs, have seven ship cards. I think we may have talked about that before, uh, which is like the custom cards, uh, and and we expect them to be like the same, um, because otherwise you would be forcing people to buy it. 25 upgrade cards one standard loadout for each uh, ship, eight dice, a damage deck, a range ruler, and then all dials, templates, and tokens needed to play. Uh, and then they will also have a uh, 1.5 range ruler, which <laughs> is sort of so like... Find the center. 
Yeah, but I mean, nobody can, you can, can't really use it to find the center anyway, because the masts no, are no. not accurate. So, yeah. I mean, just calzone the fucker and, and be done with it. But they will also yeah. have ob objective markers. Well, that's uh, good. Which I think is good. And uh, let's see for Empire, uh, for. Yeah, that's the bills, but that actually is also the pilots. So, will it seems like for there will be an advanced, a bomber, and f two tie fighters, and on yeah. the pilot side there would be two advanced pilots. That's Vader and Merrick. Two bomber pilots. That is Jonas and Tomax. Yeah. And then three tie fighter pilots, which is Night Be Night Beast, Aiden, and Valen. Right. Um. And yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And that's seven pilots, and they'll have st seven standard loadout cards. So probably one for each. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would assume so. So the Vader is pretty much the standard X1 Vader with an extra shield and some upgrades that we can't that is not shown but he has the spend a force to perform an action uh, thing and he has hate that's pretty much all, all right. we can see no wait he was actually fully revealed here hate iron missiles afterburners and a shield upgrade yeah um, and then we don't know how the standard Merrick or any of the other standard cards will look. The only thing we actually know about Merrick, no, do we? Maybe we do. Uh, of course, got, oh, uh, we do, we do. We so, have got a standard loadout for the uh, bomber release. Yeah, and that and may or may not, may or may not, I don't think that will be the same that is in the starter pack, I would assume. Mm -hmm. But the Merrick. Uh, has the same ability, does not have a shield upgrade, and has elusive, outmaneuvers, outmaneuver, and burners. So that is, I mean, how many loadout points does Merrick come with? Normally? Maybe, look that up. Uh, maybe I will look it up. I'm just saying, I mean, I don't think, can you, can you build that Merrick today? Let's see. X one. Oh fuck! Need to update. Merrick. He has oh. four. He has fourteen loadout. But this one has both a ten point afterburners and a twelve point outmaneuver. Holy shit! And yeah, then he and then that. a two point elusive. So, so he's a uh, twenty four loadout card. Um. So unless they're going to make him like one point more expensive than the normal Merrick, then yeah, this thing will be played. <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty good Merrick build. Yeah, I mean, those are some strong cards you put on. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Um, then let's see what's in the also included. Uh, and there's a reason, reason that outmaneuver is uh, above 10, right? Yeah. So, 
we can see that the upgrade cards in the pack have full art on the back. Um, which I think is the thing they're going to start doing. Um, instead of just having like the, you know, like the mod symbol or the talent symbol or whatever on the back, then they have to yeah. pull out of the card there. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then you have the, the damage deck, which looks like it's the regular damage deck, but I don't know if it's oversized or not. But it's a damage deck with a little TIE fighter on it and things. No, wait. Uh -huh. What does the Imperial damage deck look like? <laughs> this looks like a resistance damage, damage deck with the orange in it. No, no. I mean, the you can buy a, a Galactic Impact yeah. damage deck, right? And that thing has an interceptor on it. This thing has a TIE fighter on it. Right. Okay. So it is a unique damage thing. Um, I guess that's what is worth saying about Empire. I guess. Yeah. Do you want to do Rebels? I mean, it's the same um, thing with the amount of ships and everything, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same release date. Uh, oh, yeah, the release date. Uh, we forgot to talk about that. Of May this year. So yeah, that's like in a month, month and a half. Yeah. Uh, and that is according to uh, the US Asmodee store. Oh, okay. Right. So that, I mean, um, that is soon. Yeah. I mean, that's just around the corner. So the Rebel Alliance Squadron Starter Pack. Uh, seven ship cards, um, 25 upgrades, and start standard loadouts. Different loadouts than uh, previously for these pilots, you know, and all the trimmings eight dice, one damage deck, one range ruler, dials, and everything you need to play. Um, and what we have is well, let me open this up. Uh, two A wings, a Y wing, and an X wing, and T65. And we have Luke Skywalker in the X wing, Instinctive Aim, and more. What's more, Yan? That is uh, not shown in the picture. Uh, can't see it. Instinctive aim, yeah, red five, yeah. two, fours. I mean, if he has instinctive aim, he probably also has a proton torpedo, right? Yeah, I mean, if you go by the amount of loadout they put on uh, Merrick Steel, probably a proton torpedo. Oh, no, but even if they kept it to normal Luke levels. Um... Oh, right. He has a bunch of loadout. Yeah, you're right. And, and the picture is him over the the Death Star. The Death Star, yeah. And he is still called Red Five. I mean, it's interesting that they have not made new sort of titles for these. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Vader was also still called Black Leader and so on. 
Right. And these are probably actual arts because it's coming out in a month, a month and a half. So they're not changing anything at this point. No, that will be too late. Yeah. All right. So going on, uh, we got Jack Porkins in the next week with Predator, Proton Torpedo. Oh, he's got a Proton Torpedo. That probably has one. Uh, R5D8. Uh, well, that's like what? 16 like, or something? That's like the third. Yeah, I mean, the Proton Torpedo is 12. Predator is what? Two? Uh, R5D8 is six. So that's 18. Oh, wow. And Predator is two. So that's 20. 20. Six for R5D8. Okay. And, and I mean, we already have a Jack with an advanced proton and and different R five D eight and and you know like yeah. a special ability and so on standard loadout for 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 Yavin and he's just four yeah. points and the normal Jack who usually only has like fifteen loadout which I mean it would usually be considered a lot but <laughs> this guy has like twenty. Um, so I mean they're not gonna make him six points, are they? Uh so I guess this is that will be a bit much. This must be the five point jack. Uh um, yeah. and he might just be better than a custom build five point jack. I don't know if yeah, that's so thought this through, but let's see how they deal with that. Yeah. I mean if they intend these cards just to be like, oh here's a list, dummy. Uh they might just price it at six, you know, and yeah. so the this the this Jack Porkins, Luke Skywalker, you're up to uh, twelve. No, but you only have you only have one X-wing, so you you have to choose one of them. You have to choose right. Yeah, but they could be uh, like, oh, Jack is six, Luke is seven, and then if yeah. you pick the most the most expensive X, the most expensive Y, and the two most expensive A's, you end up at twenty. I mean, I guess uh, they could. That's a stretch. Yeah, they, but they could do that so that you don't use these cards in tournament play or regular play. Yeah, if if that's what they want, I don't really know. I mean, no, they that's also what the, that's what they said, right? Yeah. I think what they technically said was that there would be no special upgrades on them, but maybe they don't understand right. that if they are. Even if they have regular old boring upgrade, if they are efficient, yeah. we will fly them. That will be a fucking flop. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, they might screw the pooch on this. Uh, anyway. And let's, but let's they don't. But that. But one thing about these X wings is that since they're standard loadouts, they probably don't have the uh, foils. Right, the flippy. There's yeah. no flippy whippy. And no unlike another T65 will, standard loadout we'll see later when we come to the Battle of Endor, they haven't done a new sort of files thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, I'm looking at the action bar on Luke Skywalker. It's only a focus, target lock, and barrel. No linked action and no boost. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. you're probably right. 
Um, so we're on to Jack, uh, Dutch Vander, I mean. Yeah. And we've got the actual art for that one. It's Dutch uh, in the wiring, iron can turret, and a proton bomb. And after you target that, same thing, same thing. Two up front, one agility, six and two. That's yeah. just a normal Dutch. That is regular Dutch. He also has his his regular ability, not the not the weird Yavin ability. Um, yeah. but I mean, he he is very reasonable all of a sudden, right? Because I mean, this Dutch. Let's see. Dutch here with. See Dutch normal Dutch four points. So what did we say? We said an iron cannon turret and proton bomb. And that's it. Yeah. That's only nine loadout. He usually has twelve. Yeah. So. so is it cheaper? <laughs> I don't hope he's three points. <laughs> but nobody hopes that. Nobody hopes he's three points. Uh, that would be a nice squeeze in on the list. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, and then we'll have another wire, wiring pilot in Horton's zone. Uh -huh. uh, we, get, we have no images of that guy. And then we have three A-wing pilots in Arvel, Jake, and Charabe. Nice. So, that will be interesting getting standard cards for those pilots. Because these are all pilots that I've seen play. Or I'll rephrase. These are all pilots that I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it actually might interest me. <laughs> yeah. Might get a little overpowered uh, A-wing there. But uh, as much as actually I would like some standard loadout A-wings that were good and yeah. made them competitive, uh, especially these guys, because I don't think... I mean, Arvel has found his way into a few Rebel lists. Right. I mean, I think, like, Andreas Carlson had him in his Nordics list and made top four and, and so on. But... Uh, the other ones we haven't really seen in 2.5 and it would be good <laughs> to see them be good but on the other hand um, i i honestly really hope that the standard loadouts are a little bit trash price wise at least yeah i mean uh you don't have to do a lot for jake farrell for him to become instant meta his ability is just so good yeah. If in fact he has his normal ability. Yep. You just uh, just give him. Uh, I don't know, like a procket or something. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> no way that could become a problem. Well, like, Jake, Jake, Jake with a procket uh, and elusive at three points. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, um. I think it's worth. Uh, no, I forgot what was worth noting. Something was worth noting. It might come back to me. Right. 
So one thing worth noting, because I'm looking at the ships included picture for the rebel, uh, for the rebel pal, and I'm looking at a couple of old school A-wings. Oh. Yeah, that's the original model. I don't know if that's a mistake or no, if they're I going back to that's it. the model they are going for. Because the uh, new release in the RZ, RZ1 in 2.0 was like a slimmer model, more like the RZ2. I this wasn't, was, was it? Like... I thought it was just like a different paint job, but... No, no, no. I, do, I, know. I clearly don't know anything about... Huh. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure of this because yeah, I, I want uh, I was buying I thought I was buying an RC2 RZ2 and when I came in I home opened it up without looking <laughs> just saw a lot of rebel pilots oh nice I was hoping to see Lulo and <laughs> I was like oh no not another aiming I have six already I don't need it but I opened the pack <laughs> I messed up yeah what is kind of funny is that uh when we there's a little bit of the cardboard shown and i mean i that thing tells us quite a few things like you can see the proton bombs that we see on dutch but we can also see that there are prox mines included so horton probably has prox mines the other bi-wing and yeah. we can also see that there's a turn counter Yes. Which sort of looks okay. like uh, the A New Hope, sort of Death Star is approaching Yavin at maximum right. velocity. Oh no, it's it, firing range yeah, twenty it's, minutes, it's, right? Yeah, not right. That sort of thing. Um, so that's kind of fun, but does it also look to you when you look at that picture like that there are new obstacles? Because it sort of does to me. There is a obstacle there. I think I see a debris, a gas cloud, and uh, an asteroid. Something. Asteroid, debris, gas cloud, yeah. One of each. And yeah. I don't think I've seen any of them before. No, no. So, I, as a, I mean, for some people, it. that means that they have to buy it. Yeah. Or at least buy one of these boxes. It could be the same in both. Oh, maybe they're gonna make seven boxes and put like three new obstacles in each. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't go there. No, no, but I mean, seriously, I know a lot of competitive players who would feel like they needed to buy it, even though they Absolutely. would never use it. Because I mean, Absolutely. having a full set of obstacles, you never know when you're gonna need that particular one. Yeah. But on the other hand, whoever uses a medium-sized asteroid, why would you? You go bigger, you go smaller, you go like elsewhere, right? There is most definitely an argument for using it by some guy somewhere in the world of X Wing. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, I mean, guess. yeah, in a world <laughs> where people are allowed to be wrong, there's surely reasons. Oh, yeah. Or there might even be people who are smarter than me. Who, what do I know? Mm -hmm. I like the idea of that turn counter, but I don't like the idea of having to manage it-ish. You know? 
No, I mean, see the points, tally it up. Oh, like, oh, yeah, like to do the turn counter. Oh, yeah, and roll the dice again for next turn. Oh, yeah, and do that, and do that. I would say, I mean, in the last few tournaments I've been in, there was like a, a, a game report slip so instead of like you usually got like a little paper slip in 2.0 tournaments where you could just write the yeah. one player score and the other player score and check a box about who won yeah. now that thing has turned into like sort of a5 size oh. uh, or or something and and there's a line for every round so at the end of every round it's like okay we count up how many points we have and we just like note it down and it's actually kind of nice because it means that at the end of every round, you sort of whoever, whichever one of the players is doing the the the, the bookkeeping, sort of just writes right. it down, and then you discuss. Yeah. Okay, so we agree the score is this, and then you continue. Mm-hmm. And on that thing, sure. you can automatically count your turns because you know how many times you've written something. And yep. if you find out later that you made a mistake, then you can actually easier go back and and, and record it. But it obviously brings other issues. Yes. Okay. One of them being, do you have a pen? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I got. Don't mind me. I got like a little, like a little, you know, like a like a pad with I don't know, fifty pages or however many there were from from Nobby, Ooh. which is like a Taunton score sheets. I think I think it's Taunton. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's like score sheets right. on a little pad, and. It's fantastic. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to play without them or alternatively use an app right. or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so then we got, and I don't know if the starter packs were not surprising. Uh, they were leaked a few weeks ago on a French site. Uh, we just haven't had time to talk about them. Uh, what was also not surprising was that they announced the battle over indoor. Uh, because right. they said last minister of again said that they would do that and it is the 40 years anniversary of uh return of the jedi so we're gonna see a lot of return of the jedi stuff this year mm-hmm. um and this thing is apparently about destroying the the executor or executor that is another of the big star wars debates yeah one of the yeah yeah, secular. It's like a place. slightly smaller debate than the ATAT versus ADAT. Yeah, debate. Um, but I anyway, mean, come on, you can't just bring it up and then. How do you pronounce ST, ATST then? ATST. No, no, ATST. I don't need to be. I don't need to be consistent. You yes, you do. Okay, but if you want to bring that argument, then I'm just going to say that we actually have a movie where a character screams at at because that happens well, in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, that, that just means that that guy's wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Adst. Adst is coming. R2D2. R2D2. Yeah. No, but doesn't right. it ha- I think it happens in many places, but you don't call it a, a TIE, you call it a tie. 
It's still an abbreviation. Okay. okay I, I'm I, not talking to you anymore. No, I think this needs... That's because it was a good argument. Thank you. Good. Let's end it here. <laughs> so... Yeah, strong point. Um, I think I'm going to do this in slightly a different order then, because there is... Uh, with the battle over Endor, they did also say, and I, I'm so sad that Stefan is not here, because I'm sure he would... He would just be joyous and happy. They did say oh, yeah. that they talked to uh, uh, to the Lucasfilm people, <laughs> and uh, they confirmed that yes, there were actually Tide Defenders in the Battle of Endor, even though they were not seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I wonder who Lu- Lucasfilm people are. I don't you know. know. But I yeah. mean, it's they are. But I mean, it is becoming. I mean, there's like different orders of, of how canon something is, but everything in X Wing is technically canon if it's in 2.0. Sure. They've decanonized 1.0, but 2.0 is still considered canon. So that actually means that somebody like Cornhorn is canon only because of the X Wing game. As of right now, yeah, because there's no other mention of them, and the same right. I think actually goes for Kyle Katarn because I these games are not the original games with him are no longer canon. It's, it's weird, but anyway, so this leads to the fact that yes, we are gonna have tie defenders as one of the things that are gonna have standard builds and are gonna fly around and try to just make or will explode, but in a way where he doesn't crash into the bridge. And we actually have the return of another character who we have, I don't, he's not invented by X-Wing, but, and that is, but, but that we have seen before in X-Wing in a slightly larger ship, which is Captain Yor. Do you remember Captain Yor from 1.0? He was in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, he was the the one flying the Lambda plus two aces thing that took people's stress away. Right. However, he doesn't do that anymore. So this is an I four defender, and Looking actually, standard card. He gives people stress now. He doesn't give people stress. No. Uh, no, 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 no. But the good the good thing is that this is actually not even a tie defender. It should just be called a tie offender. Um, yes. because it no longer has full throttle. <laughs> so, so regular stat line, free, 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 four, uh, I four, uh, two charges, non-recurring. After you perform a primary attack that hits, you may spend one charge to perform a bonus cannon attack. Which he has iron cannon. Where he has like a regular iron cannon. Yeah. Um, oh. But instead of full throttle, this defender has Chiss Engineering. And for those who don't know, the Chiss are like Admiral Thrawn species. Uh, that says, after you fully execute a speed 3 to 5 maneuver, you may perform a target lock action. While, while attacking, if you're not stressed, you may spend one shield to apply the range 1 bonus. Um. So, this guy can go in with a fast move, lock you, 
take a focus, attack you, spend a shield to shoot with four red dice, and then do some damage, uh, and probably strip your tokens, and then he can spend a charge, and then he can iron cannon you, and if he really wants to, he can spend another shield to make it a four dice iron cannon. Yeah. Even though it's not range one. So, fun and games. But, I mean, this guy's very killable. Can we agree that? I mean, he's still free agility, but... Uh, uh, and he's got computer-assisted handling. Yes. One charge. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend one charge to perform a boost or barrel action. Yes, that is fun. And yeah. they also changed the action bar slightly so that instead of just having evade, it now has evade into red barrel roll. Yeah. You probably don't want to do that on a, in a defender too often because their blues are pretty much all straight. Well, no, I guess that one bank is blue, isn't it? And now they, they can actually use that one bank because, eh, well, not if they don't want to target mark. I don't know. I mean, the initial engagement, barrel into range three, you got him right in front of you. Yeah. Barrel eliminated. Yeah, that's true. Just to make sure you don't get hit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is pretty good. Like, like worst case scenario, he has afterburners. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh... That he can even use in a sl- with slow maneuvers. Or after rollers, we'll call yeah. it that. The new upgrade after rollers. Oh, wait, what's this? No escape. Why perform yes. a primary attack if the if there are more friendly ships uh, other than enemy ships at range zero one, the defender. Of the defender, you may re-roll one of your blank results. So when you shoot, but only with your primary, not with your iron cannon, uh, if you have managed to surround the poor rebel and you have more ships near him than he has friends, then you get re-rolls. And I think every single Imperial ship in this battle over indoor pack will have this. This is like, um, what was it? Hope and Hope in Yavin and I don't know what. Did the the Empire not have anything? I don't think they had a thing. Um, But like that was born for this, for the Republic in Coruscant and... uh, most of the separatists had this uh, weird contingency protocol, something that allowed them to respawn. I'm just wondering how they'll price this. I mean, he's got primary reroll, he's got target lock, he's got no escape reroll, uh, he's got, you know, budget uh, or even better. Uh... And he has great offense. At yeah. I at I four, and still decent survivability, but not crazy survivability. It's I mean, still a three four ship with three agility and uh, evade action. 
Yeah, and seven health, even though he might yeah. sp help spend some of that health. If you don't shoot at him, he will sh certainly just use his shield to shoot oh, yeah. more. But, um, but otherwise, I mean, he is locked to this loadout. He cannot get like an HLC or something dumb, right? Um, I don't know if you mentioned he has predator as well, but I mean it's I like six or seven points, right? Not six. I mean, if you think that this guy is worthy of being seven, then you should fly the regular defenders who don't die and are seven. I mean, six is six is. It's not enough. It's not, not enough. enough. But I mean, okay. if 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 it happened to be, if he would be good at, if he'd be too good at six, then you can just take like a regular defender and pop the tie defender elite title on it, uh, and then he will have you know bonus attacks all the time. Um, I mean, all defenders are seven. Except yes. Vader with a knife. Yes. So this but one can't be a They all no, but they all have full throttle. Right. But this one has Yeah, I no. 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 This what this one has no, action like... economy. This is an offender. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, but let's see. Okay. Do you want to do the other guy? I mean, I don't know if anybody ever heard about this rebel pilot. No, I don't think so. Maybe we should just skip him. No, probably not. Probably not. So, they are redoing a guy named Ash Randar. No, 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 no. You need to scroll up. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean about this guy? No. Thing? Above Captain Yor. Oh, you're talking about this guy. This guy. Oh, we the got guy. Edge. We got an edge. Battle over under standard loadout. Yeah, the fourth wedge in the world. Oh my god. And this one is no ordinary wedge. This one, after you perform an attack that hits, gain one focus. Yeah. So this is like survivability match. Yeah. And he's got the normal stat line of a T65. Except he has an extra shield. Extra shield? Ah. Okay. And he's got a talent, two talents. One of which is It's a Trap. It's a Trap. Yeah. While defending, if there are more other friendly ships than enemy ships at range zero one, you may reroll one of your blank results. So that's the same thing as you are, right? Uh, no, it's like the reverse. Like the Empire, yeah, that, and, and we're assuming that, that all the Rebels have it's a trap and all the Empire have, yes it is. No, that's not what it's called. Mm -hmm. It's called No Escape, which is another way of saying yes it is a trap. Um... <laughs> Uh, so they can, if they outnumber the defender, they can reroll attack dice. But if the defender <laughs> outnumbers the attacker, the rebels can reroll defense say, dice. Say offender, not defender, uh, and the defender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But so he has that, and that will make the rebels a little bit tanky. Then the rebels want to fly together because if they do, they get this, and the empire is less likely to get uh, their ability. And likewise, the empire want to get really close and offensive and aggressive because then they turn off. It's a trap, and they turn on. There's no escape. Yeah, so you're kind of encouraging just uh, uh, flying in a formation and uh, jousting. A little bit. <laughs> Maybe that's why he has an extra shield, so that when he bumps a friendly because something happened, then it's okay. Yeah, and then you realize you're flying against a defender who turned around much better than you do. Or do yes. you think he has a red? I mean, they they they're not gonna do a a new dial for just the offender, right? No, no, no. So his turnaround will be white. Absolutely. That means you have a defender with the offensive loadout, but can still four K do the white patron. Yeah, but now you know where you, where it is, and you can actually kill it. Yeah, you've always known where defenders are, but killing yeah, them yeah, but you you, can, you usually problem. couldn't kill them because they had an evade token. Also, now they will have a target lock instead. <laughs> yeah, double <laughs> double tapping your ass and ironing you. <laughs> It'll be oh, great. Jesus. It'll be great. Okay, Wedge also has a predator uh, and advanced potent torpedo. And that is, yeah, just in range one, five dice. Yeah. But what's um, really interesting is, is his droid. R2A3. Yes. After you perform an action, you may spend a charge, one charge, to acquire a lock. So this guy is double modding his shot. Yeah. Like he just moves at I6 and says, oh, well, I ended up with something I want to kill in range one. Let me take a focus, yeah. spend this charge, which doesn't recur though. But I mean, once per, I only have one advanced proton torpedo anyway, so who cares? Uh, then I get a lock, then I shoot it, and it probably hits because I'm throwing five dice, fully modded, and then I gain a focus token. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think another thing that's worth noting is that the ship ability that is called Locked S-Foils, says after you perform a boost action, because he has boost on his on his bar. Notice that? And he has barrel roll into focus yeah. as well? Yeah. So he's um, got like a half, half closed, half open uh, foils. No, but it's just instead of like losing a die when you close them, then if you do a boost, you just gain a deplete. All right. But but the fact that he has barrel roll into red focus, which the which they don't usually have, and he has he has focus into boost, and barrel roll into red focus. Yeah. Uh, so he can barrel roll into red focus and use R two A three to get a lock. Correct. So he can move and barrel roll into arc and range run of something and advance proton torpedo with full mods. And still get a focus token after you hit. So that's like four actions in a turn for Wedge for the cost of one stress. Yeah. <laughs> once per but game. But that's, that's once per game, yeah. Yeah. 
So how much do you think this wedge is? As a defender, you're just mildly chipping its paint. Ah, you will have a defender with that. Oh, you will have um, an offender with this. Yeah, maybe. Defender, uh, ah, offender okay, still yeah. has three greens and. Yeah, you're right. And, you might only you might only do two to three damage and not yeah. four. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, how much right. do you think this wedge is? Uh, I would say a point under your. <laughs> okay, but if your is six, then he's not five. Yeah, but yours not six. No way. Okay, so you're saying that this wedge is six. Yeah. Because that's what regular custom wedge is as well. And regular custom wedge takes away defense dice and bring up proton torpedo, but doesn't have all the action efficiency this guy has. Yep. Okay. Kind of like the defender. We just I kind of like this wedge. I mean, I know we've seen Wedge as like a proton torpedo carrier since forever, because that's just how people yeah. have flown him. But I kind of like the idea of Wedge wanting to get up and get up close and personal, because that's sure. how you see him fly in, especially a New Hope. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna fly straight at this enemy and kill him at range like zero point zero zero one. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you think Wedge died easily before, my lord! I mean, if you're trying to gun from for range one all the time. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, he does have one more health, and whenever he hits something, he gets a focus token. Yes, he does. So he will be more defensive. But yeah, I mean, huh. yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Then we are into the re-releases and starting yeah. with the YT-2400, everybody's favorite freighter. Um, and they did something a little fun here because they sort of said, eh, Dash, he's kind of scum, isn't he? And then they... I mean, all these new re-releases are going to have standard loadout cards in them as well. That's probably the first thing to mention. Right. Going forward, we're going to see standard loadout cards in every single box alongside uh, the regular um, uh, cards. But what they've done for the 2400 is kind of funny because it is a rebel ship and the custom pilots are all rebels, but there is a dash... Um, standard loadout for scum in it. Right. So, uh, but we can see that the Lebo, which is also there, is a rebel standard loadout. So the question is whether there's a um, whether there's like a, a, whether there also is a rebel standard loadout. We don't know. But Anyway, so let's just start with this dash that is uh, for scum, because he will inform us a little bit, and uh, much of it is the yeah. same. So uh, the ship has been remade, so it now only has a, a bow tie turret with three red dice, still two agility, still six hull, four shields. Yeah. Uh, 
it also still has the sensor blackout i think it's called black spot or blackout i don't know uh, the same chassis ability that says while you perform a primary attack at range zero to one you roll one fewer attack dice right which means that you would roll two two dice at range zero at range one you would roll one fewer but you would still gain the range one bonus so you would still roll three oh i mean there's nothing right. saying you don't gain gain the range one bonus but they actually added a little thing because they also said while you defend at range one, you roll one fewer defense dice. That is massive. That is massive because if somebody rolls into range one of you, you have all the defenses of a Lambda shuttle. Yeah. Except no reinforce. Otherwise, the action bar is the same. Focus, lock, red, roll, wide, rotate. And then on this particular card, we have uh, a special talent called Mercenary. After another friendly ship at range zero two is destroyed, before it is removed from the play area, uh, transfer one of its green tokens to you. Eh. That is a, a pretty meh ability. Then he has a, a missile called Seeker Missile with four charges. Attack, target lock, spend one charge. It's range two to three, three red dice. Uh, during the modify attack dice step, you may spend up to two additional charges to change one focus result to a hit result for each sp spent this way. So you can put the gun out to the side and then you can have a pretty decent front gun if you could get the target lock for it. Right. Then he has Depot Crew that says after you repair a damage card, you may perform an action from your action bar, which essentially makes damage card repairing free once per turn. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then he has, and I think this is interesting, this is the Outrider title. And I fully expect this to also be a card that you can put on your custom Rebel Dash. Uh, and there's no reason why it would be different. And it says, while you perform a primary attack at range three, roll one additional attack dice. There you go. Also, while you perform an attack that is obstructed by an obstacle, you may change one of the defender's evade results to a focus result. So he has Duke. He has Duke when he's obstructed, and he has an and he has plus one red die at range three. Aha. That's not too, right. that's not too shabby. And then this scum, as for 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 his pilot ability, he has, and I think that is different. Let me just double check. Yes, it is. It is the scum has a different pilot ability. The scum standard has a different pilot ability than the rebel custom. The scum standard says after you gain a red token as a result of moving through or overlapping an obstacle you may transfer that red token to a friendly ship at range 0 to 1. Yeah, I mean, that is, different. it's like potentially powerful, but also a little bit circumstantial because you need to have a friendly ship at range 0 to 1, which is pretty close. Yeah. But you could like run through a gas cloud and, you know, just say, 
eh, you can have the strain over there, and if you get an ion, then maybe you keep the strain and give the ion away. No, wait, that's not a red token. That's an orange token. Yeah, mark. that's the ish. No. Right, yeah. no, 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 it's red. Ion is red. I think. It's not. I think it's red. At least you can pass off strains and depletes. So. Right. Right. Um, yes. The Rebel right. version, which we can assume has has the same chassis ability, we can assume it can probably get the Outrider title with the plus one die at range free and Duke when shooting obstructed. His, his ability reads... During the engagement phase, you ignore the effect of obstacle that you are overlapping. So he can shoot even though he's on an obstacle? But he's going to take the effects of that obstacle when he moves onto it. So it's still a problem in the activation phase, but it's not a problem in the engagement phase. Yeah. I think uh, maybe Dash just became a big fan of gas clouds. I don't know. Um, so he wants, yeah, he wants to sit on a big obstacle that doesn't hurt him too much. Going no, I, I don't think he wants to, but he doesn't care. Well, if, if he's got a, if he's got the title and it's obstructed by that obstacle during his attack, yeah, but he would rather sit behind it still, right, than on it. Well, I guess if he sits on it and has like the title and maybe also trick shot, yeah, <laughs> that's uh that's five dice and no extra defense dice to you because I am ignoring this obstacle. Yeah. So five dice, um, Duke. <laughs> potentially right. stupid, but P yeah. Potentially sure. straight up dumb. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, let's see. It'll be fun to see the rest of this. I'm really excited to see whether the, we, we see something completely new. I mean, now they're redoing it anyway. It would sort of be obvious to do like an Iron Squadron. Uh either standard loadout or, or pilot card or both, which we see in Rebels flying a 2400. Um, but apart from that, the only other one we see is Lebo. And we can't really see much about him except he's I free and he has a talent call on the Rebel standard loadout called efficient processing that says after you mm -hmm. perform a calculate action, then something yeah. we can't see. Efficient processing, um, you'll probably get another. I think it's action. probably like, yeah, you calculate, you get two. Uh, yeah. Maybe you get a lock. That would be really strong. That would be strong. Correct. Yeah. And then he has a pilot ability at the end of something, 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 acquire, something, something. Right. And probably also has the Outrider title. Probably. It'll be funny to see how um, how um, expensive Dash will be. Because, I mean, Custom Dash is like 10 now. 
Um, and hopefully this, the lack of sort of four natural dice will push him down. Yeah. I mean, if Lebo has the outright title, right, and he's rebel and the other is gun. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the uniques, uh, like the outrider title, Lebo crew, and and the uh, pilot Daz. That's all something that's, you know, single pit. So, yeah, that's true. That is true. I wonder if there will, in the, if these seeker missiles that is on the scum standard will be in the pack. If that's like a new missile thing, we'll see. Or whether they are like specific to the standard loadout. They could be. Could be. Oh. I mean, they're pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, oh, having four of those charges and putting them on a ship that that only has, yeah, and that only has like two, uh, two red dice normally. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. That's like you said, pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, but, let's move on to the bomber. Do you want to read? I want to read if I can make it out. Sure. So, uh, the bomber. And no release date yet. Visible are the Tomex brand and Captain Jonas. Yeah, they're bo both standard. standards. And yeah. uh, Rhymer is uh, just a normal pilot card. Yeah. All right. So, um, Tomex brand. Two attack, two, uh, two evades. Six hull, no shields, and two reoccurring charges. After you perform a barrel action, you may spend two charges if you do gain a focus token. Huh. Ah, and he's got a barrel linked into a red target lock. Yeah. So this guy can barrel and double mod every other turn yes because yeah two charges one recurring yeah yeah and then the regular and... nimble bomber it's actually interesting because tomax in the in the current version of tomax the, the current custom version of tomax has like a very different ability which is like when you reload you may also recharge uh what is that you may also recharge uh, a charge. You may no. You may you may recover a uh, a charge token on an equipped elite talent or, or what is what are they called? Oh right, the yeah. uh, right the yeah uh, the talents. Yeah, so you can like uh, you can yeah you typically you would recover crack shot, but you could also whenever you reload you recover elusive or like. Yeah, if you reload a yeah. lot. Speaking of reload. Yeah. 
Um, so he's got true grit. At the end of the action phase, if you're not stressed, you may gain one uh, strain token to remove one non-lock red or orange token. Okay. So if you, in your activation phase, move and reload, then at the end of the activation phase, you can just remove the weapons disabled. Because that's a, that's an orange token. Yes, it is. If you move through a gas cloud and get a strain or an ion, then you can just remove that at the end of the activation phase. That's a pretty good talent. Yeah. All right. So he's kitted out with a plasma torpedo, two charges. Standard. Yeah. Uh, standard. And iron bombs. Two charges. Burger, yeah. Burger. Yeah. And he's got the nimble bomber thing. So he's he can he's got some dexterity in uh, throwing those out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, after, then... and behind that card we have got Captain Jonas. Yeah, this uh, is scary. Captain Nimble Bomber and Top cover is his talent. After a friendly friendly ship at range zero to one defense, if you have not dropped or launched a device this round, you may launch a device using the three bank three forward templates. Yeah. Yeah. Now what we don't know is which device this standard loadout Jonas has. Uh, let's hope it's a bomb, yes. not a mine. Because if it is a bomb, then it would not explode until the following turn. Correct. Um, but if it's a bomb, that means, and you drop one next turn as well, you have pretty big coverage with two bombs from one ship. Yeah, that um, that is true. But I mean, at least it's like playable. I yeah, sure, sure. guess, I mean, he could also has uh, like chaff missiles. Yeah. Because bombers can actually take chaff missiles uh, because they have both, you know, bomb slots and missile slots normally. Yeah. So. And in standard, standard loadouts, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the couple of bombers, uh, the information we see on the bomber side of things. Yeah. And then finally they just said, oh, yeah, and the the gunboat is going to come next. And they didn't really, they just showed a picture. So Ready for takeoff. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what, they, what they'll pair with a gunboat. You know, to re release alongside it. Yeah, maybe they'll just release it on its own. Who knows? But I actually, I, mean, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we are going to, you know, and uh, oh yeah, and the bomber, by the way, is, is seems like it would be a double box, like with two bombers in it. Oh right. Um, which makes sense. Uh, 
but I mean, when they are releasing them this way, and at least we get sort of the extra effort of them actually, you know, putting in new content and not staying to the whole, oh, if it was not in the conversion kit, we cannot because FFG promised. Um, and I mean, I am, I probably come off as more afraid of standard loadout cards than I'm happy about them, but, and I, I think maybe I am, but at least they like, they mean that the release is more likely to actually affect the meta and the game and give new rise to new lists and new counters to lists and thereby make the meta interesting. And if the price for that is that even though I have enough type armors, I have to buy this pack, then I'm okay with it. And I realize yeah. that might be coming from a privileged place of, you know, not having an issue spending the money on it, but I don't know. Sure. Anyway. Um, oh, I just saw a typo here. I'm just going to move that. So then they showed the store champion kit. Uh, these are available for ordering now uh, and will deliver around the 4th of May, which is sort of the May the 4th, you know. And that is the start of the next competitive season. And in them are some suppressive Ghana promos. There are some round tracker cards. Um, I don't see them on the, no, on the picture. No. I think we've seen them demoed before. It is just like a card that has like 12 spaces and then you put a charge token on the and then you flip them as you go. It's not, it's not that cool. Uh, then right. they have eight promo car, eight old arts of outmaneuver, eight of second sister, eight of Keo Wensi, eight Minnesotosas, eight Lieutenant Gaelic, eight Lapin, the mining guild, new mining guild tie, and one Poe Dameron promo, which I assume is uh, Poe and the Falcon. And one triple zero promo. Uh, so most of these promos actually come from Hotshots and Aces uh, too. Um, and I was like, oh, why are they doing that? Because then they won't sell Hotshots and Aces, but they probably will because there's no cardboard. Um, then there will also be what they call a standard Worlds invite. So you can now get a Worlds invite from your store championship. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then some scenario punch board sheets, which is like probably just, they do look a little bit different, but I think it's just objective yeah. markers. And I don't... Looks like it. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about whether they will introduce a new scenario for competitive play. Um, and I don't know. I, I think they would have said so if that was the case. But... Who knows? Uh, the thing here, the reason they called it a standard Worlds Invite is because there's apparently also a, I don't know what they officially call it, but people call it the regional kit. And maybe they use that word, I don't know. But like for slightly larger tournaments. And that is also a Worlds Invite, but it gives you a first round buy. Nah. All right. <laughs> 
yeah. I'm not sure it's such a benefit to get a first round by. Because you come in against a warm player. But, well, you know. On mm-hmm. the other hand, uh, speaking of uh, recent world's experience, uh, starting off your first round against Ali is not a benefit either. So, wait, knows. what will what will a first round buy do to your? Oh, uh, it gives. Uh, I don't know what it does to your strength of schedule, but it is considered an eighteen zero win. At least it was at Worlds. I will okay. assume that it should not at all affect your strength of schedule. So, uh, because the buy doesn't have a record. So, if the tournament software calculates correctly, it should only calculate your strength of schedule based on the games you are you, that are not buys. But it will put you into the the upper pair, the upper part of the bracket for round two which means that all in all it will be great for your strength of schedule all right because the next opponent you will face will have at least one win right so sure um yeah and then they have another kit that they call an organized play kit which is called children of mandalore which it's sort of unclear what it is exactly, but it's sort of more in the realm of uh, the droids you're looking for uh, things like this little mini kit that plays quite differently. Right. Um, but it like does a three-sided marker thingy. Yeah, but it, it and... does have like some interesting things and weird cards and I don't have a full breakdown of what's in it but there are some tokens that look like Beskar and if you look at there's a little picture where you can see the the rules insert and that looks a lot like a custom scenario called Beskar Recovery right and it seems that that is what the scenario is about maybe and I don't know saving some children from Mandalore or we're getting maybe for the children of selling the children of Mandalore to get Beskar, or escaping yeah. angry children from Mandalore who wants to, you know, Mandalore you. Yeah, it depends on what uh, faction you're flying. Yeah, I mean, either could happen. I mean, I would be scared. What is that shit on that card? Uh, that it looks is... like attack battle from afar. It does a little bit, yeah. Or it could also be uh, like uh, the one that the bad bats flies. It's kind of hard to get the scale. Yeah. But I mean, it does have like a cockpit with a body and some folding wings. And so it, it could be like there's one like agility, a... four hull, and one shield, so no attacking. So it's so it's neither of those the... things. It's a transport thing. You're protecting. Yeah, yeah but it's a very it. small transport. Yeah, I mean, how, how big a transport do you need to transport Baskar? Or children. Or children. I mean, you can stack at least three children on top of each other with no. No. Okay, I'm doing it. Yeah. Again. Okay. 
So that is pretty much what was revealed. Uh, to be honest, I think what was revealed was good, but I think maybe my uh, expectations were a little higher that we would see more. Um, and there's not a single product that we didn't knew, know was coming. I mean, obviously we didn't know that the, you know, that there would be a standard loadout wedge. Well, we could probably have guessed that would be a standard loadout wedge in the Battle of Endor, but meh. So underwhelmed? Um, no, but I'm more like uh, I'm sort of whelmed. Yeah, I'm perfectly whelmed uh, because it's like they didn't they pretended that they teased the next thing which is the gunboat but they really didn't because they told us about the gunboat at the Ministravaganza so we have no new insight into their roadmap that we didn't have 10 months ago or I, I don't know if it's 10 months that was that's probably about 10 months ago that we had the Ministravaganza maybe it's like 9 or 8 but there's nothing new Right, we knew then that they were doing battle over indoor. They talked about Children of Mandalore. They talked about the new store kit and the fact that it had worlds invites. They talked about that they would bring out the bomber again and they would bring out a redesigned YT twenty four hundred. And they talked about faction starter packs. So the only thing we learned since then is which four ships makes up the faction starter packs. Uh, which I mean is great. But right. we we knew that before this announcement, so I'm very whelmed that there was nothing like there were no breaking news, breaking news, uh, unless mm. it was some details about these things we already knew that we didn't know. And I mean, it's like, eh. Eh. I think the biggest things thing about this uh, all this information is it depends on how they cost it. Oh, everything yeah. in that. Yeah. 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 It's either oh. wildly wild news, like, uh, oh my God, you're going to be able to use that in a tournament play, or eh, it's just for the starting games. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. In which case, we have just used a whole episode talking about starting packs. No, no, but I, I think, I mean, I think, I hope that the standard loadout cards from the starter packs will not, like, massively influence the game, uh, balance-wise. But on That's the other hand, I can also totally see that, like, if you're standing there in the store playing Gisli, yeah, and uh, 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 some new guy who probably recently moved to Iceland because otherwise you would know him because you're like 20 people up there. Um, some new guy came in and he was like, oh, what is this game? And he was like, oh, really excited. And, and he was like, okay, but, but what do I need to do to play this game? And if you could tell him that, oh, you know, if you buy that box over there, you pick the one that of the faction you like, maybe you buy one of the ships for that faction additionally. And then you're pretty much set. Yeah. Um, and then you just come down here on Tuesdays and play. And then, you know, if you still like it in, in a few weeks, you can, you know, start buying more ships or try another faction or whatever. 
the buy-in is so much smaller where i mean currently if you watch somebody play a competitive x-men game and you're thinking oh i want to play something that even resembles that then you need to do a whole lot of research or have somebody really hold your hand and in either yeah. case you're going to spend a lot of money before you are at a point where you can put up a list well uh, it used to be $200 right <laughs> to put up a list against another list yeah that's a long time ago that's multiple yeah. inflations ago um, <laughs> i don't know how expensive these are going to be oh maybe 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 that is a knowable thing do we know that can we know that Ooh, they are going to be $75 $75 for four ships. Yeah. So that means that uh, you can then buy a pack on top and then for 100 you have a list. I don't think you can quite make it to 20 uh, with this. Oh, well, you can if you add a ship. But yeah, if you add a ship, oh. right? You can you can make a 20-point list for that that has either Luger Vader in it and some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've been pretty clever because even though you buy this, like if you want the rest of the bombers, you go out and buy a bomber pack. If you want the rest of the TIE fighter pilots, you go out and buy a TIE fighter right. pack. And if you want the rest of the TIE advanced, which I mean, why would you? You go buy a, a, a TIE fighter TIE advanced pack, right? Uh, I think that is that is smart business. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, you. And I don't think it's abusive. I think it's world. okay. Yeah, yeah. You get four ships, and you get pilots that you can field with those four ships. Then. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, for most of them, like you're probably, if you're gonna stick as an imperial player, you're probably gonna want to have more than one tie fighter or two tie fighters, right? Yeah. Um. So you go buy that tie fighter pack, and now you can fly. So now you own three tie fighters, and all three of them could be something that is not in the starter pack when you fly them. Because you can still get that out of one TIE fighter pack. Yeah. Well, unless you have the pilots on the other side problem. But you really aren't ever flying two Y wings. But you know, whatever. That might be a day. I mean, Resistance yeah. had a time Maybe where you flew more than one Y wing. Uh, yeah, Republic like have had that second. time as well. I remember five Rebel Iron Cannon Veteran Turret Gunner Y wings being a pain. Back in 2.0. Yeah. There used to be a 1.0 version of that with TLT. <laughs> yeah, there you only had four. True. But it's more than one. Yeah, well, that's, true. Point. that's also true. So, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I was thinking um, that I would sort of quite quickly talk a little bit about my my world's experience um but we have already been going for a while so i don't know but uh. um well yeah there's something i can talk about at least uh so now on list vultures and by extension on pink brain matter and other sites like pink brain matter we now have really good world's data uh, and it's like the first time we've had a major tournament since the shutdown of uh, TTT 
where we have match data. So you can go in and see every single game played. You can see what the scenario was, who the opponent was, uh, and what the score ended up being. That's kind of awesome. That is that is actually kind of awesome. Um, and yeah, I think my very quick reflections was, uh, I think there were more bobas than I expected. Both Scum did better overall than I expected. Right. Let's see how right I am in that, or whether I'm just like scared of fire sprays. Ah, Scum, Scum did pretty bad, but not as bad as Rebels. And on the top end, they did very well. I mean, Scum got, they actually both did. Uh, both Scum and Rebels uh, had things in the cut. Rebels even had two, which was only Rebels and Empire had multiple entries in the cut. And only Resistance had none. So I guess that is sort of surprising. Um, but I mean, so there were a lot of, you see that especially like if you look at like the top eight, uh, who I think we, we were through last time, it is sort of striking that they are, they are not two identical lists. Uh, and I mean, obviously when there are six different factions, then that helps a lot, but the two imperialists are not the same. They both have Darth Vader. Um, but I mean, one of them has the boys and some more TIE fighters. That's what we saw on the final table. Uh, uh and the other one has like Sutia Fell and Aiden and the Black Squadron Ace and... Moff Gideon. Are you going to do something with this uh, now that you have access to what scenario I played? Could be yeah, interesting. I mean, we probably could do like a, uh, let's see, we don't have like how many rounds were played data that we had for no. a while for TCT because that's not but enrolled you, better. Yeah. You can't uh, go for if they scored over 20. Yeah. Then. Yeah. And I did that anyway because I didn't do the, that was like a, did you finish on time check? But I never used that. I just said, well, if at least one player scored over 20, then then the game was resolved. And yeah. if you didn't, then it wasn't. Uh, but there are some things that you can do. We can also look at like, okay, so how many intentional draws were there? Because intentional right. draws were very specifically marked as zero zero draws, um, and zero zero draws don't occur in nature. Right. I cannot imagine any scenario you can play that ends zero zero. I mean, the only way for well, that to happen is if everybody deploys their ship facing themselves, and every single ship flies off the board in round one. No, that wouldn't be zero zero. You'd get points. Oh, you'd get ship. points for flying them off. Yeah, okay. That's if you're if you're uh, doing no, you can't. 
Okay, it's so okay, but if you so spend like if you spend seventy five minutes for if you're doing a chance encounter and nobody goes near the middle and the green dice are really hot. Yeah. Or you're playing or you're playing uh salvage. Uh and you just constantly ping in just one crit just to make them drop it. Right. And, uh, and by yeah, magic, nobody actually ever yeah. dies. Yeah, sure. Or you spend it. 75 minutes getting through setup in round one. <laughs> so you never, you only play one round. And you can't score objective in round one and nothing dies. Right. That's a long judge call. So Ooh. we are assuming that 0, zero is intentional draws. There were very, very few of them. I think there were quite a few in the um, in the LCQ. Uh, I was one of them. Uh, in LCQ, I went like win, win, loss, win, and then I intentional drawed. Wow. Um, and that was nice because then I didn't have to play my last game. Um, so I was free one and one. Uh, and but in the in the actual main tournament there were very very few of them i think there were like was it what did i hear was it was it cromwell who dale cromwell who just as a principal offered an intentional draw to all his opponents and if that's the case it maybe it wasn't him it was i think it was some british guy who who did it <laughs> Okay. Uh, most people didn't take him up on it. Um, maybe it was Darren Granger, actually. No, he doesn't have any draws either. Okay. So, so that's one thing you can see. The other thing you can see is also quite easy to spot concessions. Because no, if, if you concede the game, then no matter who has scored what, uh, then the game ends 20-0. Uh, right. And there are a few more of those. Which I think is mainly a healthy thing because it, back when MOV mattered, you pretty much had to play out the game just to like try to lose right. a little less uh, because your opponent scored 200 right away. But now you don't necessarily have to because the strength of schedule will not be affected about whether you win, win big or lose big, right? Right. Um, so it's sort of cheaper. And we do have like, uh, what's it like? Yeah. Like uh, Andrew Cox got a resignation out of Paul Heaver and he got a resignation out of Duncan Howard. Hmm. And I think Paul Heaver was out at the time. So he just said, well, you're not out, so I don't, there's no point in me knocking you out when I'm already out, because they were sort of had trained together. But the Duncan Howard game uh, was okay. a fair game where they both had two losses at the time, and it was like, win or leave. Uh, but Duncan probably just saw, and I don't know this, I'm theorizing, Duncan probably just saw that, well, I'm not going to win this game. And when that was painfully clear, he conceded right mm -hmm. makes sense save your mental faculties 
Yeah, go go have uh, something to drink or something to eat. Yeah. And then there were, like, in the very last round, there were a few intentional draws. Um, where we had... Uh, who was it? It was... Uh, Mario with the with the torpedo rebel list was paired up against uh, Nathan Knighty, and they intentionally drew because they both only had one loss, so they they knew they were in. Whereas if one of them lost, then they could potentially creep out. Um, right. If, if they didn't have like good strength of schedule. Um, so, and then I think there were a few others. Like I know Andreas Carlson, I think intentionally drew his last round because he was five and four, and he didn't want to go. He wanted to go home with a positive record, and his opponent was the same way. Um, I dislike the intentional draw on the basis. Uh, and that uh, Nathan uh, apparently, apparently I am lying by the way uh, oh, okay. uh, he did not intentional draw but uh, somebody did right. now, okay so you dislike the intentional draw why because even though you're guaranteeing you and the other player into the cut you're pushing somebody out of the cut well it's sort of true I, I mean I do see the point and I, especially sort of emotionally, but I mean, you have, you have put yourself in a position to do that. And the other player has put himself in a position to be pushed out. Yes, but you, no, I mean, if, if, if all, all, all games are played, to yeah. a conclusion or you know just like normal then the guy that with a better score that goes on that's true but on the not, other not something like oh we're, we're, we don't have to play this game let's just draw and we're both in even though we didn't play as many games as the guy that has to it doesn't make the cut because he had a bad luck in his last game or something no no but I mean in this case you have Admittedly, if you in your first nine games go eight and one, right? That is, and since every time you win, you get matched into harder opponents, mm -hmm. then that is more impressive than going uh, seven and two? and two and then winning the last game, right? And still having eight wins. Like it's just different. And but that's the whole then. I don't know. I don't maybe know. You, I, I, maybe I, you lost your first game and you got easier matches. Yeah. The first half, and then you can do the intentional draw at the end. And the other guy won his first seven, then then lost one. I don't, I don't know. You can go endless yeah. rounds of you know how and why and. Yeah, I just don't it, like that you can just say. Oh, let's go through and not play this game. Yeah, and that guy over there will drop. Will uh, won't make it because of that. No, 
No, I, I do see your point. I mean, I just don't like it. But, you know, uh, nobody's asking me, so. No, no, but I think, I mean, I'm also, I was like, when before Worlds, I was very sure that this way of doing it would be so right. And I was very excited that it was going to be 10 rounds of Swiss because now SOS would actually be meaningful and, and sort of fair. But it was also painful to see a player like Crispy, well, any player really, but I mean, it's just easier to feel pain when it's Crispy because we know how good of a season Crispy has had. And Matthew. what he's done. I mean, he was in the conversation for player of the year for 22 when we did uh, the Thu Division thing uh, a couple of episodes back or five. Right. Um, and he had the same record as um, five people who did make cut. But his strength of schedule yes. was just down because he started yeah. by losing two. And, and I think it's tough because on one hand, you can say, well, yeah, he has eight wins. They have eight wins, but they have eight. They actually have eight harder wins. Right. Like most of these have at least one game, probably one of uh, half of them would yeah, probably one of their losses even where they played one of the other guys who is now in contention for the cut. Uh, and they have probably have several games about people who are like in the top 16 and not, not making the cut by a single game. Whereas right. if you see the opponents that Crispy beat, I don't think any of them were, you know, even remotely close to the cut. Right. Um, and yeah, you can argue that's, that's fair, but what but did it, phase? Uncle Howard, round one. Yeah, like the best guy that he beat was David Sutcliffe, who ended in the 25 spot. Right. Okay. But That's on the fair. other hand, then you can look at hmm, Andrew Cox, who was like just in, he was number eight, right? Mm -hmm. He's. He beat Bartosz who ended fourth and, uh, well, who made it to top four. And yeah. he beat Duncan, who ended 17th. Right. And then he proceeded to beat, like, Pierre, who he kicked out of, of top eight, and Bartos, who he kicked out of top four. He played Bartos twice. Yeah. And then he sort of tied Dickless and, and was not good enough at rolling dice at the end. Um, but is there a difference between these two? I mean, Andrew Cox also lost he lost his first and third game. Uh, whereas, um, and then he won out until the final, whereas Crispy lost his first and second game. And I just, it just feels that, yeah, it just feels. I, I don't, I don't mind strength of schedule. Okay. The strength of schedule uh, in this, I mean, he lost his uh, like his first two games, and therefore got easier mats. Even though he won them, they were easier mats, and therefore he didn't make it into the cut. Whatever. But I just dislike you can decide 
hey, let's both of us make the cut. That guy over there, who's like on the same level as us, he doesn't make it because he can't, I don't know, I just, okay, I'm getting annoyed talking about this. No, 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 but I, 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 see, I see your point. Um, but it, wouldn't our concession be the same then? Like, look at um, we, we we talked we talked last time about uh, Timo, who mm-hmm. was kind of but in a clumsy way offered a concession in his last right. game where he had he only had two losses. He had mm-hmm. of all the uh, the two loss people, he I think he had the best strength of schedule. It was magically good. Uh, yeah. He's just been beating strong people all day and the day before, um, but. He then, you know, comes in and he he ends up playing that game. And because he loses, that's actually the reason that uh, that Cox gets into the cut. Because if yeah. he hadn't, then Cox and Crispy would have been at eight and two outside the cut. And yeah. Timo would have been in the cut. And if Timo had accepted that concession however weirdly it was given, then that would have been the same. Without playing right. a game, he would have he would yeah. have he would have removed somebody else from the cut. Is that right. different? No, but I, I just thought of something. It really should be nine games and if you make seven wins or a certain amount of points for wins and draws and stuff like that and ties you make it and you just and the top players have buys for the first round yeah i agree i so absolutely so the schedule just matters on arranging matches but not if, if you make the cut yeah it 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 it, mat- it matters for seating in the cut yeah just seating uh and i absolutely agree it is just it's just impractical because it adds a whole nother round. Like in this case, for instance, if they had said um, they wouldn't have said two losses, they would have said uh, 24 tournament points is required to make the cut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that means that you would have to be eight and two or something like Seven wins and three draws. That would be the same as eight and two. And you could technically, once you got to seven wins, you could just try to draw the last three games intentionally. But if at any point somebody said no, then you're not pushing anybody out. Oh well, you no, because you're taking a big risk with those draws. Because if somebody yeah, said no, if if the last person said no and beat you, then instead yeah. of having three chances to score one win, you would have yeah. like one chance to score a win. That would just be on you, your agency, but yes, you wouldn't have true. to rely on somebody else. And as to adding another game, you would just add a start uh, earlier starting yeah. time for the few games that were extra because of the buy round. But let's say let's say this this would have been the case, then what we would have seen would be that uh, Crispy would have made it in, 
and him and Cox would have, if we had gone all the 10 rounds and then did this. I mean, I think you talked about doing it after the ninth round, and that's my whatever. Uh, I actually like that idea better. But if we've done it traditionally, where we played the 10 rounds and then somebody starts earlier the next day, then Crispy and Cox, the eighth and ninth place, would have been playing against each other. And then Cut would have yeah. resumed as it For was. the last one. Yeah. 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 I like that. I actually like it even better if you're saying that um, that you make the last round sort of like a special pre-cut round where you determine cut already after nine games. And if you're not putting the cut after nine games, you can, you know, I guess still play your last game, but you cannot make cut. And the except for those people who are like on the on the sort of wild card positions, like in this case, it would have been so, more people. But then you play a game, and that also means that uh, the people who would normally intentionally draw, because it makes sense, they would just get a buy instead, so they didn't have to. And the people who actually needed wins to win, they would probably be matched up against somebody else who needed wins. So the best thing Strength of Schedule can get you is a buy. But I much prefer if that play-in round or whatever you want to call it, that is like not a full round because you don't have the full amount of players. I would much prefer that happens as the last game the day before rather than the first game in the morning off. Um, um, I'm not sure if I agree with you or disagree with you, but okay. No, and and I may be, I may be wrong. I'm just feeling that obviously it is to some degree a benefit to you know have to play one game less, especially an elimination game. But you are also like if you are like the first seed coming in against the eighth seed who had to play a a, a game earlier in order to start then he does have an advantage on you in that he is or or he's more tired because he woke up earlier yeah yeah i guess i mean if you if you believe in the warm theory you should of course just have showed up and uh, poked a random friend sure. and played a game with him yeah uh, yeah yeah you can do yeah. that you're right but okay but i think we all i think we can both agree that graduated cuts so this these sort of like five wins you're in or whatever is yeah. just the way to go. I think it is. Good. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So, so what do you think is going to happen uh, with the points change? I mean, there's a lot of people who think it's like this month. and I, mean, I don't uh, think there's anything official anywhere. No, there was that reaction for from an ang no but it actually wasn't the one i i sent it that was me being dumb oh okay there was somebody tagging amg and asking and then there was a non-amg employee oh it was actually dale cromwell who just responded and said oh it's this month mate this month mate (laughs) and i'm like how do you know that dale 
Um, uh, but um, who knows? Yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, it might happen this month. I'm not holding my breath. It'll be interesting to see what changes they do. Um, especially since I just picked up playing again. So that'd be cool. Yeah. I think the most sort of if I take, you know, off my player hat and just put on like my my pink brain matter persona. Right. And sort of as an observer of the game. That sounds very intellectual. But oh. yeah. Um then I think what is most interesting is how they're dealing with the standard loadout cards that are like all of a sudden like just slightly too good. But they're not right. like a full point too good. Like Boy Vader. Um Yeah. How do you actually tackle that? Do you uh, increase the points on that, or do you increase the loadout on the non-starter uh, pilots? Yeah, but that doesn't make him less broken. <laughs> uh, maybe if you can fill the same pilot, same points with more loadout. No, no, I but mean, the but the, 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 point is, the point is that people are not bringing Boy Vader at six instead of. Uh, Vader at seven because if only yeah, Vader I mean, at seven. I, I mean, you can you can certainly reduce the the play Vader the playability seven. of 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 like uh, Boy Vader by making X one Vader better. Yeah, but it's not gonna like the Rebel guy over here who's like being beaten to shred by Boy Vader because Boy Vader right. is undercosted. He's yeah. he's now looking at an opponent who just have two different undercosted Vaders to choose from. Right. Yeah. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. Are yeah. they gonna make a sweeping change, or just nerf the offenders? Yeah, because but the problem is like, well, I think by Vader, I think, I think he would still be played at seven. Actually, <laughs> incidentally, as it turns out, I think he would still be played at seven. Uh, because the way the game is now with like not a lot of turns and so on, then he's like pretty unlikely to die unless you are being overly offensive or very unlucky, obviously. Right. Um and and he does, you know just as much damage and if it's just one point cheaper, then that's great, right? Um but more expensive you mean. No, no, I mean, yeah, but if, uh, like, if you go with Boy Vader versus X1 Vader and, and say, they, well, they do the same damage, uh, X1 Vader is, like, potentially a little bit more defensive-ish, I don't know, because he can, like, always have a focus, doesn't have to rely on force. Um, uh, but he's also one point more, and the other one doesn't die anyway, so who cares, right? Mm-hmm. But I, so I think Boy Vader could be seven, but but I think it's harder with like uh, the Republic arcs, for instance. There's and I mean, as somebody who played them, I obviously think they are absolutely worth their four points. But if they had been five, I would never have put them in my list. Right. And then we are back to no arcs being playable. Yeah. Um, I and, keep. Keep going back to what if what if the pointing system was like 
more granular. Yeah, but that just gives another problem, right? That gives multiple other problems. Like, I'm not saying. Yeah. And this like, is a problem they made. Yeah, or a problem we always had that we just have chosen to live with. I mean, um, well, one of them is a problem they made by because they made deficit scoring um, to account for a corner case of people really playing the game dishonestly um. <laughs> and, and saying, well, the points I don't bring, you can't score. But um, the thing is that if you made it more granular and said, oh, yeah. now we are building to, I don't know, 80, the bigger the or number, that, yeah, the bigger the number, the, the bigger the problem here, then you are all of a sudden forcing people to hit that number exactly. And remember that if they just did that and, and that was never a problem. No, no, no. But because you had the upgrades, but yeah. now you don't have the upgrades. Now you're only exactly. paying for ships. Exactly. And, and if you have to sort of make your ship points that are now more granular in like, let's say 80 point scale, then yeah. being able to hit 80 every time is not that easy anymore. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Because now you've got a package you have to price on a much tighter scale, a one against 20. Yeah, and in practice, I mean, that, for, mo for that, most ships are in the three, four, five, or six point range. That's like 90% of ships. Yeah. And therefore, there will always be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those with plot armor will, will always be dominant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those. I mean, it becomes a game about uh, uh, picking the most undercosted thing that you can make work yeah. together and that you can build a cohesive list with. Um, and I don't. And that annoys Which me. Which is always. It always was that way, but before you could like add a point to the pilot and two points to that upgrade, and that way you destroy the list that was making wreaking havoc on the meta. But yeah. now, you can't really do that. You just add a point to the pilot with a standard loadout, and all of a sudden, he's unplayable. Yeah. Where before, he might still be playable in some other combination that overall just was like less powerful. At power level, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah this is uh, 2.0 me being salty. Uh, no, 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 but I, I understand. And I had, like, I also, to some degree, enjoyed squad building i mean i think but they're also with all that being said i absolutely acknowledge that and 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 that is an issue like it is harder to balance with that being said then it is also immensely nice that you are actually able to just sort of count points and don't have to add like 57 to 38 in your head sure right um and, and which again wouldn't be a problem if you could just take notes. No, but you can now. Yeah, now you can. You couldn't then when it was more. I, I I don't think it was ever the intention that you couldn't, but I agree that you were not allowed to. Mm. Um. Technically. But technically. Technically, I think you were allowed to see, you know, what the score was. At least that's how I played. 
I made I made a point out of when when I played 2.0, I made a point out of every end phase. I would tell to my opponent, so do we agree that the score is you know this to this? All right. But yeah. Yeah. I know not everybody did that. <laughs> Most did not. Most did not, and and even if they knew, they wouldn't say because yeah. that's a competitive advantage potentially, right? If being better at math. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think the issue now is that the way they try to balance it is they say, okay, we just try to limit the amount of 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 things that are undercosted in a given faction, because that way it'll be fine. And I mean, from a certain point of view, you can look at worlds and then you can say, well, we got six factions into the top eight. That is an indication of balance. Sure. Or maybe it isn't. Because if there's or only just... one viable list in each of these six factions, not saying yeah. that's the case, it wasn't, but then it wouldn't be balanced, right? I mean, uh, or yes. if all six factions were six ship lists uh, with like something that was it was essentially the same but in different factions then it wouldn't be balanced either um yeah. and that's what i'm saying like um i mean we've had a long time where it was like well if you i, I think fo is like the poster child right now where it's yeah. like you're probably including at least these three ships probably these four in every single fo list and if you don't then it's like leaving gold on the street and um yeah and and you're being dumb right yeah and uh, there's also uh something to be considered uh with less tournaments and less uh kind of wiggle room in changing your list ish you know because it's less granular you know you can't always come up with a uh, new hotness with combination. Um, no, you've got, that's true. You've got certain kinds of restrictions. You can't field all uh, upgrades on all ships uh, like you could be before. No, I think you could generate... By the slots. Wait, let me make a point. Yeah. Uh, the meta at Worlds might just not be fully evolved as it will be. You know, Maybe, you know, this is like the first, you know, really good chunk of information about the matter. This world's, yeah, it's not really fully evolved yet. I mean, I think the meta is never, never fully evolved, but I would say that no, I think, I, mean, I, I think the current the meta is, let's say, mature. Maybe, I mean. Where, where in the 2.0 or even in 1.0 uh, meta did we think it was solved? And then somebody found some combination of pilots on pilots. That's always going to happen. Yeah. yeah. That's what, I mean, with less information about what people are flying, you yeah. have less evolved meta, right? Hmm. I, uh, yeah, maybe, probably, but I mean, mm. uh, I think any, if we, if we kept any set of points for long enough, then I don't think we would ever get to complete standstill. No, there would always we, be like, uh, 
uh, rock, paper, scissor effect going on. I mean, let's say even if we get something that was like horrible, like uh, spam text. If we had kept going by like that for a year, then whatever players were left would have found a solution. I think. And that is probably the most egregious example we have. Oh, did I just lose you? No, no, no. I'm just thinking. Okay. And so, also chatting so, with <laughs> Yeah. Who won his game, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that you have fewer squad building options in reality now. Uh, I mean, for certain pilots, there's like a cap on how much you can build on them, but for most pilots, you're putting much more on them, which I actually think means that. Uh, on the on the really sort of sharp end of things, like in competitive play, then like some of these ships where you have like five, where you put on what you want and then you still have five loadout points left or three or two or one, yeah, then yeah. some of the differentiation you can bring is like, can you utilize this? Like I had a contrail. And when I build out that contrail the way I want it, like crit droid, proton bombs, uh, crack shot, I had one point left. Being able to take that one point and say, okay, I'm apparently going to have uh, the delayed fuses thing. Which, I mean, I just put on because it was one point. Mm -hmm. Getting value from that. That was an upgrade I would have never bought if I had to pay for it with like real points, right? Sure. <laughs> I would have found something else somewhere else. But mm -hmm. but I had it there and being able to push value out of it was important. The same thing like, um, the, the same actually goes with the standard loadout cards where you also have some of them that have like really weird and somewhat suboptimal upgrade card, up, uh, upgrade points or upgrade cards whatever you want to call them yeah. and being able to like fully utilize those things is a challenge that allows you to if you can do that then you can raise and go come closer to the ceiling it actually raises the ceiling of the list um because even though they are like at first sight worthless. It's the same thing like if you remember Contrail back in 2.0 or even early 2.5, everybody's like, oh, that's an I-5 V-Wing who essentially has a blank ability. If you ask anybody who played Contrail today, uh, and they, they most people thought that back when he was two points, right? Now he's like three points and he has good longer loadout. I don't think any of the and there's a lot of people who play Contrail. I don't think any of them thinks that his ability is blank. His ability is super useful. Sure. And I now think we're getting into very specific things. No, no, but I think my point is that this that that is uh, actually for me an upside in this new on the surface more restrictive squad building 
is that it sort of forces you to put out put up put out a little bit of crap in some cases or make the worst of or make the best of like what is on the surface not that attractive instead mm-hmm. of just putting like uh, a crack shot and outmaneuver and shield upgrades on everything yeah in theory uh, that sounds pretty cool uh, but you could add an extra ship in all points instead of all those upgrades but i get your yeah. point um, yeah yeah that's true but we and, all want less and, ships so but that but then again there are so many upgrades on every x-wing table now yeah there is and that slows the game down and and i mean and that's that's why i'm a little bit schizophrenic about this i don't have a firm yeah. position on the squad building because i kind of hate it and i kind of love it and it's yeah it, it's kind of cool having all those toys but yeah. it's ridiculously exhausting having to face opponent after opponent with all those toys no yeah yeah, I agree. But I think what we have also learned that one of the things that we feared at the beginning, which was like, well, people are going to figure out like what is the optimal this thing, whatever, insert pilot here. And that has just not happened. Of course, there are some builds that are common and some that are less common, but it doesn't correlate to performance. Like the way, and you can see Nicholas's uh, list, that one world's, um, yeah. few people run the upgrades on these very common underpriced everybody has them ships but Nicholas mm-hmm. differentiated himself in the upgrades that's Nicholas uh, he always does that he always does that and, but he's not alone no. right no. okay so anyway shall we are we there yet I think we're there I think we are I think we're there so you want to go first or you want me to go first i could go first um i want to shout out uh, keesley and get better stop having fevers and things and i'm so i'm so happy to hear all his excitement after after worlds and there's actually, there's a lot, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts that talks about this sort of very special sort of after world's excitement that is just going through the community. And yeah. that is so nice. Um, and, uh, and, and Stefan for, for the win and Nobby for, for the Tim Tabs. Oh, you're here. <laughs> uh-huh. I just decided to join just for the shout outs. Oh, that way you're kind of destroying my shout out but okay you're welcome no no, no you 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 can go shout out all i wanted to say to just to shout out to my opponent uh for the first x-wing game i've played in 14 months or so nice nice did you play vader i did play vader good of course boy. he did good boy and uh, true to form i nearly lost vader uh, gambling on uh, hate, uh, so he 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 had a he had a range uh, two shot I think, uh, and I decided to sacrifice one shield so that I would have two force instead of no force uh, for his range one shot, 
and then his ranged one shot minus two half point later because I rolled blanks with my what? two four <laughs> fours. Yeah, of course you did. Of course I did. So, you know, but that's the way it is sometimes. But it was yeah. a fun game, and and uh, yeah, and I think the channel is called Our Luck, and I think it shows two point games, and uh, I'm I might watch myself later on. You should you should watch yourself. Yes, um, I need to watch myself. <laughs> you should Just, watch it. Watch oh. yourself. We're wanted, man. No. Just that's it. Don't, no touching. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jan, were you finished with yours? I uh, uh, did. I. I think I was interrupted in the middle of my uh, thank you, Nobby. Uh, Sorry for the Tim Tams. Um, shout out, and then I was done. All right, cool. And Stefan, you want to add something? Well, just shout out to you guys for keeping this podcast going and and um, and to the organizers of that uh, team tournament that we're playing in. Yeah, ditto to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my shout out is to Stefan for winning his uh, game, taking the pressure off me because I most decidedly will crash and burn tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> playing my opponent and and that way i can just blame Geisle for losing his uh, his game if we end up losing the round mm-hmm. and then i'll shout out to jesper clearly so what you're saying uh Steppy, is that you are undefeated in x-wing for over a year oh yes yes i, I haven't lost the game of x-wing for, for more than well a year. over a year. <laughs> well over, well a year, over yeah. a year. I think. I mean, that makes it even more prestigious than our last guest. So true. I mean, he lost two games just this month. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe technically it was last month, but never mind. Right. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's skedaddle. Da, 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 da. Fantastic. And if you're not, dear listener, then get up to speed with Mandalorian. Second to last episode, the season is crazy. Wait.